Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Real and What's Not. And today, I got a I got a special guest with me today. I got Rashada Dancy with me. Hey, guys. How you doing today, Craig? Man, what's up? What's up, man? You know, first, I want to congratulate you on your graduation. Thank in, you. Uh, thank you. Two days. And by yeah. the time the haters, you already graduated, but yeah. How's it, how's it feel to be a newly graduate? Uh, the feeling hasn't hit me yet that I'm actually about to walk the stage. Mm-hmm. Can't believe I'm walking stage. <laughs> what a going on. Exactly. That, that's you know, crazy. It's a good thing that I get to experience that. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm still in school. Still doing school work. So it's like trying to get that out the way. Yeah. And I think on the day, I'm going to be super excited. I can feel it. Yeah. You know, they say, like, 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 do you know what you're doing once you graduate? Like, you know, folks sometimes don't have a plan. I have a plan, but with the pandemic going on, yeah. you know, a lot of things might not go as planned. Yeah, most definitely. That's why, like, last graduation, that's when, like, everything hit. So, it was, like, worse to graduate last in the spring, because you didn't even know nothing was open. You really didn't have no jobs open. Exactly, exactly. And you were just, you know, stuck. But, you know, I got a family that's, you know, going to be there for me. Most definitely. Strong support system. Yeah, whatever happens, you know. I always got a home to go back to. Okay. So. Okay. All right, let's, let's get to it then. So, so, so where'd you um grow up at? I'm from Brownsville, Tennessee. Brownsville. About an hour and 30 minutes from here. Uh, I grew up in the hood, man. Like, and I loved it. I loved yeah. my childhood every day. Get up at like eight in the morning, go outside, play, come back before the lights come on, mm-hmm. before mama start yelling or whatever. Yeah. So, what what was it about about the hood you just love so much? The environment, like you know, in movies they just try to depict the hood being all bad, like drugs and shooting. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't do all that. It was kids being kids. Kids playing around. You know, we had the drug dealers, mm-hmm. the people that. But where I grew up in, we didn't, you know, I didn't experience death like that. Like, it wasn't people just shooting. Like, nobody was shooting like that. Everybody, if you had a problem, you would fight. Yeah. That's why I grew up. That's the time I, you know, we would just fight our problems. Like, we weren't shooting each other, nothing like that. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's, I feel like that's the good hood. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, the the older people, it wasn't in the drama. Like, you can be outside all day and your parents didn't have to worry about what was going to happen to you because everybody in the hood will watch out for you like you, you know, their child. Yeah. So, I think my, my it was awesome. Like, so, so you said it wasn't, wasn't a lot of killings? It wasn't like, uh, you didn't have any friends like that? Like, I mean, like, early um, on, like... I never, like, I never experienced that type of stuff that people mm-hmm. experienced. Um, I seen a man die before. Yeah. My, um, my cousin was getting bullied by this guy, and him, the guy and his father was walking up towards him, and I guess he got tired of it, and he shot him. He killed the father, but, the, you know, the son survived. Yeah, did he go to jail? Yeah, that? he's still in jail right now mm-hmm. for that. But that's the only time I just really saw somebody die in front of me. But, you know, I experienced, I just seen a lot of stuff growing mm-hmm. up in that area. 
but it wasn't like how people Pro- like yeah, yeah. projected like yeah it's not like that it's so, nothing like that so would you say you felt more did you feel more comfortable in the hood than like like when anywhere I was, else when i was 13 years old we moved from the hood to a secluded neighborhood it was no children really over there everybody was older and i hated it over there and it was boring nothing going on now i was like this is a good neighborhood for you kids to grow up in i'm like no it's not like there's no one over here. If anything, I'm act bad because I'm bored. Mm-hmm. So, but in that the neighborhood I grew up in, it was a good experience for me, and it you know it shaped the woman that I am today. Most definitely. I was fun then. Mm-hmm. Didn't care, you know. You you like we'll we'll stay up late at night, catch on light bulbs and stuff like that. We'll build ramps and ride our bikes over it. Mm-hmm. Playing mud, just do stuff. Uh, I mean, I used to catch uh, fireflies or like, sure, like lightning bugs when, when I was kid. So yeah. For sure, like that, that's most definitely. It ain't all bad living in the hood now. Yeah. Like Chicago, Michigan, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's different over there. Most most definitely. It's different. So so did you grow up with um with a mother and a father? I had a stepdad. 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 He, my mom. Me and my brother, we got the same father, and they broke up when I was a couple months old, and I was like two. My mom, they've been together for a long time. My stepdad, they've been, they still married to this day. Mm-hmm. They've been married for like 16 years. So, I won't say that he's my father, because I, my father's in my life. I yeah. know he is and stuff like that. You know, my parents just wasn't together. Yeah. But, yeah, I had a stepdad there the whole time. Me and my dad, we just now getting really close mm-hmm. you know because yeah. i always felt like um with my real day i just felt like it's not my responsibility to get to know you i feel like it was his job yeah, yeah. like I, but he's trying now so you know i'm i'm like why not why not talk to him why not you know did you did you ever feel like there was a reason he didn't try earlier or he just you know what me and my dad had a real life conversation about two weeks ago mm-hmm. and he was telling me about his childhood and like when I talked to him he was like what's your problem with me I said my problem with you is that every time he's a very intelligent man bro I'm telling you I said my problem with you is that when I look at you and when I talk to you I feel like you could have been the best father ever and that's why I'm mad because I missed out on that person mm-hmm. and then he'll tell me his childhood I'm like I just said like I just listened to him I wasn't listening to him as a daughter, as somebody who wasn't, you know, who wasn't there or nothing like that, I just listened to him. And when he got done talking, I was like, damn, you need love. And in that moment, I was like, you know, I understand a little bit about, yeah. you know, what happened and what could have turned you. Because he had, he had his mama and his daddy in his life, his whole childhood. But what I, you know, grew to learn is that that doesn't matter. Having yeah. both parents in the household. Well, definitely. That doesn't definitely. matter. Like, some kids go through a whole bunch of bullshit with both of their parents in the house. And just because your parents are present in your life doesn't mean that it's all good. Yeah, it's just, it's so parents crazy. Parents are toxic, too. Yeah, it's just crazy how, you know, like, a lot of people in just life period just don't know about, like, love. Like, real. Real love. Real love. Real love. Patience. Yeah, and... 
it's, it's just like you, you can just talk to a lot of people it'll be like different stories but the end result is still the same still the same and you know growing up um all my friends it seemed like all my friends had their real father in their life and i'm like why can't i and i was like hold on, hold on. i got a stepdaddy right in the house you know I got a I got a father figure in my but, life. But did he feel it's, like a father? Yeah, like it, it didn't. You know, I it felt like he was just taking care of me. Mm, like whatever we needed. He was he, a provider. Yeah, he was he was a provider for us. Like it wasn't an issue for him to do anything for us. But like the daughter, the father daughter relationship, we didn't too much have that. But I knew that he was gonna take care of us at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Were 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 there like any like significant bonding memories throughout your childhood that with who? Him? Yeah, with your stepdad, yeah. Not too much, not too much. He he was he's a strictly he was strictly a provider, man. Like Damn. hustler, man. Out there grinding for real. And he was barely home really. He slept you know, he was there at night when we went to sleep. He ate dinner with us. Stuff like that, but he was at work, well, hustling, like, that's what he did. Mm-hmm. And me growing up in that environment was like, you know, I grew up around drug dealers. That's my whole family, like, yeah. drug dealers. And that's not normal to you. Yeah, it's yeah, normal. It's but it was like, they weren't, I didn't see them as bad people because. I mean, they're not, drug dealers aren't bad yeah, people. Yeah, they just, it's just another way to make money. Provided for the family, like. Most definitely. That's all I see it as. Providing for family and it's so many, so many. They get so many rejections. It's like they they ain't got no. What other options do they have? They good at it, so. Yeah. And all in, when they was hustling, it was always some. They was hustling for a reason. They never hustled just to. Oh, this is fun. Like no. Yeah. They was hustling to stop us. Most definitely, you know. I've come to realize and like, you know, when you was young, like, when like you were younger, like people who like. Like did you know with dealing or just did that shit? You just thought they were just like bad people. They was never bad. They never. just necessity or like they just was good at it. So good why stop what you're doing? Stop. It's like a business, honestly. Most really definitely. Is. So um, what what are like some morals or like values that really stuck with you as a kid that you still carry to this day? Always value yourself. Period. Yeah. Like. My standards, I don't want to say my standards of others are high, but my standards for myself Most definitely. are through the roof. And what I took from living over there is basically love yourself before anything. Like, it's not selfish at all no. to love yourself. And, you know, if you think a situation is bad, don't ever give in to peer pressure because it'll never be worth it. I've never been the type to do that. Like, i always been like, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Like, and you know, a lot of girls that I grew up with were promiscuous, mm-hmm. and I never been that girl. Like, and you know, I tell people now when I talk to girls, and they be like, "Oh, Rashada, you know, I don't know." If people look up to me a little bit, but I just feel like what I'm trying to say. I don't know. I just value myself. Yeah, more than anything. Most definitely. I mean, I just feel like when when you create yeah, your yeah. own wave, you know, people just tend to follow. Yeah, and I always do myself. I always been myself. Like my friends are like having sex young, and yeah. I'm like, 
Ew. Yeah. When my friends was having sex, I was like, ew. We too young for that. Don't that hurt? Like, I was just thinking about the pain the whole time. Like, ew, no, I can't do that. I mean, I think they were like, I think people like having sex young. I mean, it's one because of horm- hormones, but I mean, just because of the people that are around, you know, they yeah. had sex and, you young know, as well. Of course, it's a lot of things that my friends never told me that happened to them. Yeah. I, I still don't know to this day, but being educated now, yeah, you know, things could have happened to them that, you know, made them that way. Most definitely. So, so I mean, I it's just. saying that part, too. Yeah, it's just, it's just crazy how, you know. Everyone, so everyone was just like different. So did you um, think so? Did you learn to love yourself like early on in your life? So like, was that something you always did? I've always struggled with self worth. I always wanted to be better. Every day is like, I never like. I think last year is when I actually started to appreciate everything that I was accomplishing because mm-hmm. I could never be see it's like you accomplish this okay what's next what's freaking next because I gotta get it like I gotta yeah get it I have to have it and then I was like hold on hold on hold on gotta slow down Shada because God is just not gonna bless you if you're not grateful for what you have now mm-hmm. and you just gotta live now be in the moment now start thinking about your future so much and appreciate now because God he is like a processing guy. Like when you ask him for something, he's gonna take you through a process. Okay, you want this? Okay, show me. I'm gonna put all these tests in your face, and if you pass them, then okay, I'll mm-hmm. give it to you. Yeah. And about God, it's like people be like, oh, you take too long. No, you just taking too long to do what's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like like me. I got my first car when I was 17 years old. And rushing. Nobody taught me how to drive. Because they were like, you can't drive. And I was like, let me drive. Mm-hmm. So, basically, I didn't steal a car. I didn't steal it. But I got somebody's car. My first time driving, I drove to Memphis. From Brownsville. That's like 45, 50 minutes. And I promise you, I probably almost hit like 50 wrecks on the way there. <laughs> Fifty man, but I was determined, bro. I was determined to learn how to drive. So you just decided to go to Memphis. Yeah, I don't know why I went to Memphis my first time driving, but I was like, man, was I need, I want to drive for a long time. I, I was got like, to, was it someone you had to see in Memphis? Or you, you I went out to eat, yeah, with somebody that was already in Memphis. I was like, I'm gonna just go to Memphis and go out to eat. I want to drive for a long time. Did they know how to park and all that? Were you like? And the funniest thing about this is the emergency lights was on when I got out the car. And my friends was like, your emergency lights are on. I was like, okay, okay. Trying to play it off like I knew what that was. I was in the Jeep. And I was like, okay, emergency lights. Where is it at? How do you turn it off? And I was like, I pretended like I went in there to do something, but I didn't. I left it on. And um, came back out. Went went out to eat. Came back to the car. Car won't start. The battery was dead. I know you. Man, I said, man, what I'm going to do? Well, my friend girl, her, her mama had came. We was over there by Wolf Chase Mall. Where do we eat? I think we ate at Buffalo Wild. Mm, yeah. And uh, she came. She was like, you know, your emergency lights is on. That causes a barrier to die. I'm like, I didn't know that. But 
Well, God, when I got my first car, man, um, I bought it myself, cash. And I was like, okay, I got this. I got this driver. Still not satisfied, though. Still wanted something better. So, God was like, okay. I wrecked it in, like, three months. And I'm like, man. I don't see how you, like, how, how are you wrecking cars, like, in three months when you just got it? I don't know. Like, um, the doctor said that I passed out on the wheel. I still don't know to this day how I had that wreck because I just, I just remember driving. The next day I remember I was coming out of a ditch. <laughs> I, said coming out of a come, ditch. Come, I was crawling out the ditch. Oh my God. I was like, man, I don't know what happened. My mama thought I was speeding, but I was like, mama, I don't know. I honestly can't tell you what happened. Oh man. <laughs> so I guess, you know, just keep on. You always looking for what's next? Always, no, not anymore, not anymore. I think about my future a lot, but I'm, you know, appreciating now, being grateful for now, thanking God every day for the simple things. Most definitely. I talk to people, God is so good that, you know, he put people in my life to remind me of those things. And, And I meet simple people all the time, just simple, like satisfied with simple and I'm like, man, I needed to hear this today. And I was like, yeah, man, I got a, I got a place to lay my head. I got food. I can buy my food. I can buy whatever I want to eat. I can buy it. And I'm like, man, I don't even think about this sometimes. Like, I definitely can buy what I want to eat. Mm-hmm. I got a car I can drive. I got a place to lay my head. I got clothes in my back. You know, just being grateful for those little things. It helps me have a, a better day every day, just mm-hmm. being grateful. Okay, yeah, okay. So, now that you're grateful, I want to bring you uh, to, well, how, how did you come come here to Martin? Okay, I've been running track since my freshman year of high school. I was, I was pretty good. In my senior year, I was like, I'm not going to college. <laughs> I told my mama that, I said, I'm not going to college, I don't want to go. And she was like, yes, you are. I'm like, no, I'm not. And then I was at a track meet, just playing around. That day, I was playing around the whole time, not even serious about racing that day. Yeah. My senior year, and my coach was like, this lady from UT Martin, I want to talk to you. And it was Jolita. You know Jolita, don't you? The track mm-hmm. coach. Mm-hmm. And she she was like, hey, uh, I seen your numbers or whatever. I want to see you race. I had like a 200. I think she seen my 200-meter race. And she was like, yeah, we want to give you a scholarship. And I was like, wow. <laughs> and I'm like, really? So I was like, man, what am I going to do? I was like, mm. Probably had like three months of school left. I went on the plot to UT Mar, got in. I was like, okay. I told her, I was like, yeah, I got in. She was like, okay, bet, bet. And she was like, we're going to run, run this paperwork through. We're going to give you a scholarship. And I was like, man. When I was like a sophomore in high school, I was like, I want to run. I want to be a collegiate athlete. I was like, okay. I asked for it. Here you go. Why not go for it? Why not? So I came here strictly for track. But I stopped running in the middle of my junior year because, you know, I just wasn't feeling it no more. You're just not motivated? Just, Just not. I don't know the words for it. I just wasn't feeling the team setting of track, like, I still run. I run every day. I walk every day. Like, I love 
being outside and being active. I love that. But it was just the competitive nature. Yeah, the competitive nature. And it wasn't fun no more. Track yeah. is different. Like high school track was fun, man. So everybody's serious. Yeah, so I was like, so what's the difference? I mean, you still running, you still doing the same things, you still running. So what's the difference? Um, I felt like I wasn't. I felt like I wasn't working hard. I felt like I wasn't giving it one hundred percent. And I'm like, I can't keep coming here if I'm just not motivated to give it my all. Like. I can go work out by myself and give it 110%, but when I come here, it's like... You don't want to be here. Y'all be lucky if I get y'all 50 today. <laughs> That's how I was feeling. And I'm like, man, I can't waste my time. I got other stuff that I could be doing. So, you know, I talked to my coach. She was cool about it. I told her my reasons why. And we still cool now. We still talk a lot. We still talk. So, you know, it's no hard feelings. Yeah. About nothing but you know, I just had to close the chapter of my life. Most definitely. So, so, so when you like, like, did you just like come here to run track? Did you just not like do anything else? Or you just like track school, back to your room? Track school, I worked. Mm-hmm. I like that grind, man. I like feeling like I'm doing something. I do not like being in my room. I like being in my room when I, you know, when I did my work. And yeah. Now I can be in my room. But I like grinding everything. Everything I do, I like working hard at. Most definitely. Were you like at parties and like were you like going out like that? No, or? I did not party a lot. I wish I would have partied more. I do. I do wish I would have partied more. But you know, that's just one of my scenes. So yeah, know, I can't force myself to be something that I'm not. I partied a little bit, but a little bit, but yeah, you just wasn't like yeah. out there like that. Yeah, you know that just that ain't my steez. What could they say? Thanks to Steve's. Steve, I man, I just like for me, I knew, I I knew I couldn't be in the room all day, and I ain't had nothing else to do. So I was like, I might as well just go turn up all the time. So it was definitely like that. I didn't, I didn't want to like be, you know, if I was being in your room the whole whole time you in college, you'd be like, oh, I should have been out more. Oh yeah, the days that I was in my room like that, I just went on and went out. Yeah. I just was like, man, fuck this. I'm just gonna go out, drink a little bit. Maybe smoke, maybe. So, so are you more of a drinker or smoker? I prefer marijuana. Mhm. Because they look good. So, so what? What's the feelings for you? How's it feel when you're high compared to how you feel when you're drunk? Oh, uh, it depends. I like a tipsy feeling. I like when I'm tipsy. Mhm. But when drunk, 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 I don't like that. Like that mm-hmm. hurts me. Like. I feel like the room just spinning around. You ain't got no, like, control? I got control. Like, people be like, you know, I don't know what happened last night. I was in my right state of mind when I was drunk. <laughs> I, I be knowing exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, it, I just, you know, I just feel like my head hurts. And I don't like that feeling. But when I'm high, I'm relaxed. But I had to stop smoking, though, because... I, I notice the pattern when I'm high. I always think about, like, you know, you know that feeling you get when you just look in the mirror and you be like, I'm a human. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm actually here. Like, what I is think you just, it's just a realization. Yeah, I'm like, just... and every time I'm high, I get that feeling. Like, my body just start tingling. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a human. I'm here. 
Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like, when, like so I used to, I probably used to smoke, I remember, like, when I first got here in, like, 2016, 2017, I was, like, a real heavy smoker. And then I started to get, like, anxiety, like, heavy anxiety when I was smoking. So then I was like, nah, I'm going to just stick to drinking. Oh, I had that bad when quarantine first started. Nah, I could, I, it's still hard for me to smoke. Like, I'll smoke, but then... I get on social media and it's so negative. I like I gotta get off my phone. Like, I just and I, and I'll probably get into my head, get like start get anxiety and stuff. For real. Like that's like social media. Like I try to fast from social media, fast from everything that I can. Yeah. They say if you can't fast from it, you a slave to it. Most definitely. So I try to fast from everything. People, you know, picture is like when I posted my graduation pictures. Yeah. You know, like I was just looking at them. And I was like, y'all, people just don't know the tears behind these pictures, man. Like, y'all don't know what went behind this. All y'all see is, you know, the, the celebration, yeah, the yeah. end point. People don't see the background or nothing. Most definitely. So it's like, you know, can't just look at what people get all the time. Most man. definitely. They go straight to the... Because um... you don't know what them people had to do to get that. I look at people with fancy cars and a fancy lifestyle. I'd be like, one day I want that, but I want it in my own way. You know, I don't want it how they got it, because I don't know how they got it. Yeah. Could definitely be uh, long nights, early mornings for for, real. for a minute. Hard work, man, hard work. I would tell anybody this, hard work pays off, and it works, man. Yeah. So, so uh, you uh, competed in our pageant, was it with last year? Yeah, yeah. Last year. Last fall, I want to say. Yeah, I, and I was I was definitely surprised to see you compete. I was surprised at myself. And I was surprised to see you compete. So, like, what what made you just want to compete in the pageant? I don't know. For one, y'all tricked me into being in the pageant. I didn't trick anybody. That Somebody tricked I want to say Peanut tricked me into being in the pageant. But after after a while, I was like, you know, I never done anything like this. Mm-hmm. Might as well step outside my box and just do it. Most definitely. Cause you know you gotta take a chance on yourself sometimes. So, and I don't want to look back and be like, I never done this. I yeah. wanted to do that when I was younger, so I don't gotta look back and say that. So what happened when you stepped outside the box? I loved it. I had so much fun, and the Sigmas are such gentlemen. So I'm telling you, gentlemen. Yeah. Thank you. The ladies were really nice and sweet. I love being around them. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Bianca, mm-hmm. the dance instructor. She was really nice. And, you know, it was an experience of a lifetime. I got nervous on stage, though. So, yeah. So, how was it for you, like, just being on stage and seeing people just, you know, watching you? Watching me? Um, For one, I felt like I was clean as hell. So, <laughs> I felt like I was fresh. So... You know, I wouldn't, I didn't have any negative thoughts going on stage of like people judging me negatively. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it was time to talk, I got a little nervous. Cause, Most you definitely. Know, you know, you know, I can be around people mm-hmm. and just you know talk whatever, not be nervous. But you know, when you on that stage and the lights on you, you can barely see the crowd. Oh, I know. Yeah. And it's like, oh my goodness. I mean, it was like, for me, that was my, so for me, it was first time for me, like, running the pageant, like, helping put it together, and it was just such a, such a cool, it was just such a cool way to, like, see 
How, like, you girls, like, really wasn't, like, when you guys first came, you guys really wasn't talking to each other at all. And then by the end, y'all was just, like, just came chilling, together. Like, yeah. chilling together, talking. Because y'all was together all the time. Like, y'all was together. Y'all was always together just working, working, For working. Sure. And I took uh, public speaking. And that pageant had me more nervous than that class. Oh, yeah, and public speaking. we had speaking a speech every week. And I'm like, that was straight compared to this. I feel like, like, cause like with the pageant, it was like you actually see these, you actually know these people though, like, yeah. and you're like, oh crap, no, it's know. different when you know people. Yeah, it's definitely different. Most definitely, and it was because they never seen you like that, and it's like, yeah, but with strangers, it's like, well, they don't know me, so I really can be whoever I want to be right now. Most definitely, I mean, cause I, I always see you across campus, but I just. That was the first time I seen you just get outside your box and, you know, just express yourself. Yeah, and people, uh, you know, I be, when I step out, I step out girly. Yeah. And people be like, oh, shot, I never seen you like this. I'm like, no, you just don't see me a lot. Because when I step <laughs> out, I step out. For sure, for sure. I just, it was, it was, I mean, I just loved it. I, I just loved the whole experience. And, like, the way Jay West and them was playing the band. Yes. It was just but it was so good, and it was like it, it was on a Sunday too, so it was when just good vibes, man. Yeah, it, it was, was good vibes. I really, I really enjoyed it, man, for real. And I, I love the fact that you know the ladies wasn't on, you know, it wasn't too much of a competition. Yeah, yeah. We were just strictly having fun, and yeah. we was happy for each other. Mm-hmm. Whoever won, we was happy, mm-hmm. and. It was just like, shit, we're here to have fun with each other. We ain't here to be like, ah, oh, that bitch won. <laughs> I hate that bitch. Like, we wasn't on nothing like that. Most definitely. I was, I was, I, I was definitely glad I, I can say I threw a Miss Five Age Sigma pageant because it was just, I don't know. It's a good experience. It really was a good experience. Good experience for everybody around. And. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it, man. But one thing I can say, I don't, I don't want to say I regret not joining a sorority. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I. I mean, I you can still join one. I only wanted to join it to do the dance moves, but. <laughs> that's you know not saying? the right way you know to join. What I'm saying, like, there's no reason to join if that's the only thing I want to do. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I had to think about. It, I was like, man. I mean, I mean, there's some people that join it for that, but then they end up actually enjoying the shit they join. So. Has its has its pros and cons. For sure, for sure. So it's always it's always good, man. So but so when uh when quarantine first started, I had I had got into like reading a lot, and and I had sent this post. If you open minded, slide up, and yeah, you had slid, slid up to my post, and I was like, oh, what this motherfucker want? <laughs> I was like. So I had told you to uh, read about the the four agreements, and um, and that book was definitely like one of like one of the most enlightening books I've read. For sure, and it's short, short and simple. Yeah, I read, straight I, to the point. I read it like an hour, and it, and like I was just like uh, like it wasn't like a wasted like word on the exactly. It's just straight to the point. That's why I like reading straight to the point stuff. Yeah. So what are like some key takeaways that you like really took away from? With being impeccable with your word, it is so important to mean what you say and say what you mean. Because a lot of people, 
I don't want to say a lot of cowards, but I want to say that word. But a lot of people will go through their whole life not knowing how to tell somebody something, not knowing how to express themselves correctly because they don't, you know, are scared to say what they want to say, yeah. scared to be who they want to be. And, you know, what I learned is that, man, you got to be honest. Whether mm-hmm. people like it or not, Most you just got to be you. Somebody going to feel it. A lot of people ain't, but some people are. I was, uh, like, I was, um, I was, as I was reading it, and I was looking at like the agreements. I was already doing some of these things. I was like, I was like, ah, oh, shit. I'm already halfway to like being the person I want to be. I just got to keep it, keep on, because you, because you know, you tend to ask yourself, am I, am I doing the right thing? Is is this the right way to go? So you Every know, when, day, man. when you get like reassur- reassurance from like, like certifiable like people, that's like, okay, yeah, this is the right way to go. Just keep doing, keep keep going. And it was just like, okay, all right, I know what I'm doing. Because it was like, um, I got some notes for it. What was it? If I can find it. So it is like, first is being peckable with your word. And the second thing is don't take anything personally, which Definitely. I think everyone has. You have to be detached from everything. You know, don't take anything personal in your life because... I can say something to somebody and I'm thinking that I'm being nice to them and they can be like, that bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you can't take nothing personal. You got to look at every side. Like, okay, maybe, maybe it, she meant that. Like, I always think good. Like, maybe they meant that. Because mm-hmm. it was, it, it would say like, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be mad at you. They're mad at their situation. So they're yes, taking it out on you. Taking it out on you. Yeah. And that's how I think. I'd be like, you know, maybe they're going through something today. Mm-hmm. And if they try that shit tomorrow, we're going to have to talk about it. <laughs> but today, okay, we're going we go yeah. to just go with that. Maybe they're going through something today. And then, like, another one was, like, don't make assumptions, which is, like, really? bro, that's just, like, every, every I think everybody has a problem with that because they don't know how to ask. Simply ask somebody, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, and it was, it was just, like. Like, my friend girl, she just told me today. I don't know how this guy feels about me. I don't know where he wants to go. I said, ask him. Yeah, be direct. Yeah, she was like, I don't want to ask him. I said, if you want to know, then you have to ask him. Mm-hmm. You can't assume just because y'all spending every day together that, you know, he wants a relationship with you. You have to ask. Must, must he was like, I'm too old to be asking. He should tell me. I'm like, no, ma'am. You're making assumptions. Yeah, you know, ma'am, you, if you want to know now, then you got to ask now. Most definitely. And then the last one is always do your best. Which, I mean, I've always... I, 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 grew, I just grew up as a, I'm always doing my best. So that, that very, one, that one very, was easy. very important to yeah. do your best. Because regret is one of the worst feelings ever. Oh, yeah. For real. You got to always do your best. Because even if you fail, at least you did. At least you tried. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. It was... And then, like, the three, like, sub, I don't know, like, the three, like, sub-items of it was, like, the truth and forgiveness and self-love. Yes. Forgiveness is the start of self-love, I feel. I think that's, like, the hardest thing to do is, you know, like, forgive. forgive. Yes, it's the first step into self-love. Most definitely. And, like, dang. Because once you, you know, completely forgive people, situations... 
and sit, you know things that you put yourself through. Mm-hmm. You know, you start, you know, like, okay, Rashado, you you made that mistake. You did it. Nobody else. And then, you know, twenty twenty has taught me that. Literally, we are our own worst enemy. People like you yourself, you are your own worst enemy. So when you, when she start learning that, it's like, okay, I'm gonna make a better decision today. And the bad decision that I made yesterday and the day before that, it's like, okay, I forgive myself for that. Because yeah. God gave me another day to fix that. Yeah. Right, 2020 has been like the most eye-opening year. For real. And I tell people that. I was like, y'all, this is not the worst year. This is like the it's most. It's not. You are being. It's like the realest year, honestly. It's like the realest year. Yeah. And Preparing for something. Something is coming. Oh, most definitely. I don't, I don't know what it is, but, you know. I don't know what it is. I hope it's something awesome coming. <laughs> but... It's been a hard year though. It's it has been. It's been it's been a lot of death. It has been like this has been like the worst best year for me, seriously. And every time something bad happens, something good happens. Like I be telling God, be like God, please give me the bad news first, and the good news last. Well, I feel like my good news came. My my good news is starting to come like at the end of the year. My bad news was like most of the year though. The bad news. It wasn't even a pandemic, though. It was just, just shit in my life. Yeah. The bad news would just keep on coming. I was like, damn. Hit after hit after hit. You trying to knock my ass out with this. Man, I'll be, I'll be asking God. I'll be like, damn. You been doing it like this? Yeah, it was just bad news after bad news. I was like. But you got to keep going, though. I was like, you ain't finna kill me, though. You got me fucked up. And so many people have passed away. Yeah. People, you know, at the beginning of... At the beginning, when people were dying, um, and my family, people are dying. I said, "Mama, people die every day. People die every second, literally. Like, why are we looking at death this closely now when people die every day?" But then I'm like, "Damn, man. I feel like it was just picking y'all off. That like, shit getting personal. Now. I think it was just taking a week out. Yeah. it was just you know. When shit get personal, that's when you start really paying attention. Like, damn, people I know, yeah, are dying. Like, it's crazy." That's most definitely. It was just um, a crazy year, but uh, I want to ask you what what's what's what do you think your I- idea of peace is? My idea of peace, um, doing. Let me tell you, I felt peace about three about a month ago. I felt complete peace that day. I was I told myself, I just got out of my bed. I was like. I'm about to cook. I was like, I didn't know what I was gonna cook. I was just opening up the cabinets and I was like, okay, I want this, I want this, I want that. No music, no noise, no nothing. Just me in the kitchen, cooking whatever. Mm-hmm. As I was cooking, you know, I wasn't feeling, I didn't, I didn't have a feeling of anything. It was just a feeling of, wow, I'm not thinking about nothing. I don't have any worries. I feel grateful right now to be right here right now. And I was like, this is peace. This is, I'm not thinking about my future. I'm not thinking about my past. Uh, it's This right here is peace for me. Mm-hmm. But I would say peace is just going with life, non-resistance. Don't be resistance to anything. Anything that bad comes up, accept it. Yeah. Move on. Like, good shit happening in your life, accept that. 
and move. Like, don't be consumed in what is happening, bad or good, for too long. Most yeah. definitely. One of my most peaceful moments had came after I came back from basic training. And it was I already like, know. It was uh, spring 2019, I want to say, yeah. Because I had came back on the last weekend, right before, um, it was the day before graduation, actually. I had came back. And it was like the last party. And like, it was, because I was gone for the whole semester, but it just like, when I came back, it just felt like everyone, everyone was getting lit that night. And I just felt like, from like the shit I was just going through the past four months of basic training and shit, it just felt like it was just good to be back and I was just living in the moment. And it exactly. was it was just like one of those nights that you just like shit really can't go wrong. Bro, you, you that just, was one of the best nights. It's like whatever, man. I'm living tonight. Yeah, it was just like shit. Whatever you gotta say, I don't even care. I'm just living. Just living. I was just having fun. People will definitely come and try to fuck your day up. Nah, most, most definitely. Most definitely, they they will. But you know, it's all it's, it's you know it's cool. Yeah, like I don't even know if I can really like describe peace it's more to me it's more of a feeling yeah it's more of a feeling it's nothing you can just be like this is peace no nah, you can't even do, you can't you can't it. describe it you i mean I feel like you just have to feel it and live yeah. through it to say yeah, it's like that's like that moment right there like this feeling right there really describes peace you can't really just put it into words but i said cooking cooking gives me peace yeah Cooking in silence, nothing like no music, no YouTube playing, mm-hmm. nothing in my ear, no thoughts really going through my head, but gratitude, just being thankful, being grateful. And I had a feeling, I was living on campus then, so this had to be last year. I was driving my car and I was like, oh my God, I feel grateful right now. <laughs> and the feeling, it felt so good to feel grateful. And I'm like, and I was just thanking God for everything that I had. Yeah. Earthy, and I was like, man, this feels good. It felt like my soul felt good or something. So, being grateful and peaceful, peacefulness, I think they're, they correlate a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I feel like a little peace when I have, like, one of them daytime naps. And I'll just be knocked out for, like, five, six hours. You'd be like... You just wake up. You just wake up at another and be like, "What day is it?" You just feel so good. I haven't had one of those in a long time, man. You just wake up. I might get one since we're talking about it. Yeah, you just and you don't even know where you at. You just like, shit. What time is it? It's like, oh shit, slept. You slept for like forever, and it just feels so good to have that. Most definitely. So. So like during this quarantine, we we would we would like snap each other like over like spirituality like things. I I don't even know can pinpoint exactly what it is or like how we even started the conversation, but we would just like go back and forth on spirituality things. Yeah. Um, so lately, you know, I haven't. I'm still spiritual, of course, but. I just hear so many different stories on everything, you mm-hmm. know, not just the Bible, but spirituality too. Like everybody get their own side of the story, and I just feel like you know, take what relates to you from everything, mm-hmm. 
And you know, just live the best way you can. Nobody's ever going to be perfect. And you know, I had to. I had to just because when I was a teenager, oh my goodness, I was frightened, scared to death of hell. And I was like, man, I don't. I can't believe in this shit. Cause you ain't was, no you was way. Scared of hell? Yes. And I'm like, man, I keep thinking about this shit. Cause my mom, like, they, my mom, my mom's side of the family, they were sanctified. So, and my dad, his mom is a Jehovah Witness. So it's like, yeah. Oh my goodness, it's too much. So it, it just, and I knew I wasn't living right. And mm-hmm. I'm like, man. And I always find myself questioning God, like, why would you put me here if you're just gonna send me to hell type shit? I'm like, this shit ain't right. And I can't, and I was like, I got to a point where I'm like, I can't even, I can't mess with you like that. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, who, who said that God said this stuff? Like, like you have to have your own personal relationship with your God. And, you know, you got to decide, okay. Mm-hmm. And did, did like that like start make you question about religion and stuff? Of course, like I don't like religion. I don't like organized religion because it's just you know it's it's they on a power trip. All they want is the power. They want the people and they want their minds and stuff. And it's like money, money, money. Yeah. Growing up in church, money, money, money. That's all we heard in church. And pastor be like, I know y'all can. So a five hundred dollar seed or a thousand dollar seed, man, people are poor. Yeah. And you pulling up in new cars and you asking me for five hundred dollars? Come on, man! Like. Most definitely. So, did you grow up? So you grew up going to church a lot? Yeah, when I was younger. When I became a teenager, no, because I had the decision. No, I'm not going. Yeah. Like, I just didn't like the I didn't like the feeling that I got when I was in church. I didn't like that. It it didn't. It didn't empower me. It didn't make me believe in God less or more. It didn't make me, you know, pray less or more. It didn't make me do anything. I like the songs, though. I like when the choir sang. That's about it. But when the the preacher got up and spoke, it was like a bunch of yelling. Like, why are you yelling at me? Yeah. I I, I never grew up in a church like that. But, like, the times I did go, it was, you know, I was there. But... It didn't feel like I was there to actually learn something or it wouldn't didn't feel like I was like actually like praying to somebody that like it don't even feel real. If you really want to get taught something, I would say go to Bible study. Yeah, most definitely. You you gotta have a good teacher. Yeah. Some teachers just not good. Most definitely. But I would say when it comes to the Bible, of course a lot of things have been taken out. A lot of things, false things have been put in. But I would say just take what, you know, what you can from the lessons in the Bible. Because the Bible does have a lot of lessons that we can learn from. A lot of wisdom in that book. No matter, you know, whether you believe in it or not. Yeah. There's still wisdom in it. It's and a book, you know, it's bound to have shit you don't know about. Yeah, but it, it's a wisdom book. Like, you learn. Mm-hmm. It teaches you a lot. So... You know, I still read it. I still glimpse through it for motivation. I still, you know, try to be that woman, that virtuous woman, mm-hmm. even though I don't have to be. 
I want to be a thug some days and a virtuous woman other days. So, like, what are, like, some big, like, some some of, like, the best books, you know, right in the Bible, or, like, some be- the best chapters? Um, I would say one of the best books I done read in the Bible would be Job. Right. I would say Job because I never understood why Job had to go through it. I was like, I was so mad at God because I was like, did this man just make a deal with the devil that Job wouldn't just, you know, bash him? Really? He really just made a deal with him. Like, I was so mad for so long because I didn't understand what he was going through. Yeah. Of course, um, Proverbs, that, 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 that book is just full of wisdom. It just tells you, like, What's it, what's it about? What's, what's, it, what's the wisdom? What's... Just, you know, life lessons. Do this, do that. Mm-hmm. What's one? It'll be like, a virtuous woman is this. You don't do this, don't do that. And it's just telling you simple things that you should know. Yeah, do you ever write these down? or like? I used to. I have a whole journal full of that stuff. Yeah. But, you know... When it comes to Job, I just feel like, wow, bro. He done went through some bullshit for no reason. Mm-hmm. Some straight bullshit. But then I was like, okay. You know, it relates to my life a little bit because I, you know, at first I, I didn't grow up having stuff. Then I wanted to be grown. But I was like, okay, you want to be grown? Let me take you through that grown process. You know, it's just the process of learning that if you really want something you gotta work for it you're gonna be put to the test yeah. to show your strength of what you want and it's hard being wealthy Joe was wealthy at first he lost everything completely he got sick and all lost his friends damn I feel like a lot of people like Joe like the book Cause I feel like it's very relatable. It is. It's relatable to all our lives. Yeah. Because we all go through bullshit. Yeah, trials, trials and tribulations. Sure. And it just. Only the strong make it out. Most, the most definitely. But yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, Job, Proverbs. Um. Psalms. Feels like the middle of the book. Genesis. Genesis, like, when I read the beginning of it, I don't think how other people think. What do you you think of it? Like, when they talk about Adam and Eve, I just be like, man, these folks had sex food. They's not eating no apple food. The the beginning is very hard for me to just believe. Exactly. And it's like... But you can interpret it so many different ways if you like, yes. And then gotta be like... Break it down. Adam, where are you? God, you know where Adam at. Hmm. Like, when I'm reading, I be, I say stuff like that. I be like, God, why are you asking these questions when you know where they at? Mm-hmm. So, 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 what do you think actually is God? I feel like God is like the highest level of positive vibration. Do you think it's a he or she, a, a, be, a being? A, a being, like, yeah. no sex. Yeah. No sex. Can't even put it in sex. But you know, the Bible would be like, my only son, my only forgotten son. So they make God seem like a man. 
Exactly. But if you want to be technical, the highest vibration is feminine. So technically, if God was anything, it would be a woman. Yeah. So. No, I would. I I think I just feel like God is everything around us. Everything around us, it's, like just, the air that we breathe is God. You know. Yeah. I don't the think the water it's like, that we drink is God. The water that's not filled with bullshit, fluoride. Yeah. You know. Um. But you know, all you gotta do is pray over your stuff. It's not. It's not anything singular. It's everything. It's so plural and so. It's just so much. It's so much to be him, and it's like I want to say him, but you know. It's whatever. Being, I just, I just feel like they try to box. Boxing, limited. I had an argument with my uh, my mother's uh, friend, and he was like, "Do you believe in hell?" I was like, "No, I don't believe in hell anymore." I said, "You still not was younger, but now I don't believe in hell because I don't have to believe in hell." He was like, "Well, I learned from wise people. I didn't did this and that, and it's real." I said, "Okay, it's real to you." Yeah, but it doesn't have to be real to me. I said, for one, y'all are limiting God with this Bible. He has so many limitations through this Bible. It's crazy. If He is all powerful, all being, and why are everybody? Why is everybody stopping here? Exactly. What's wrong with reading the other millions of books out there that's God related? Everybody, the Bible, the Bible. I said, that's limitations, baby. Yeah. And why in heaven and hell? That's a limitation. That's all he got. Yeah, I was like, you can only go to heaven and hell. Like that's this limitations. That's not him. He has no limitations at all. Honestly, I feel like you you can't even go to where you want to go in this if you still got some shit on earth here, that you need yes. to take care of. Gotta take care of things here. And then you 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 like if you got like say you die early, but like or you die when it's your time to go, and it's still like things like you folks still can't, can't get you. over you. Yeah, you you can't catch. You know the lesson that you're supposed to learn here. And you don't have closure in like your death, and like you just and your your soul and being will just be here until it's time to go. Exactly. So you know it's. It's a lot. It's a lot to. It's it's a lot to digest and actually like. It's a lot for you to just be like, anybody to just say I believe in this. Like I I don't think anybody could just say that because it's so much. It's, it's so much that we don't know. We don't know anything. Yeah. We're really just guessing, bro. Like It's just an educated guess about yes, about some fucking science they fucking made up. Yes, bro. About some book that was passed down like a fucking myth. Exactly. So, but, you know, they know people that make things like this. They know that the most powerful thing we have is the mind. So they try to get us to believe in whatever they want us to believe in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's up to us to break the chains and mm-hmm. just... Yeah. Do us, be us, be you, one hundred percent. Most definitely. So, you know, is there any like any conspiracy theories or like just agendas that you think just needs to be discussed? Or, uh, or, like, I you hear feel a lot of people talking that? about healthy people twenty twenty, where basically what that is is Bill Gates evil ass. Is trying to vaccinate everybody in all the poor countries and, you know, cities and states or whatever because we're poor and this and that. And, you know, there's no telling what's in these vaccines. But the technology that we have now, 
people can seriously alter our DNA and, you know, get us to act in a certain way that they want us to act. Mm -hmm. So we can take this vaccine and they'll be like, okay, this vaccine is going to make them angry all the time or it's going to make boys want to be girls and girls want to be boys because that shit real. Everybody's not gay. Everybody's not gay out here. Let me force that shit. Yeah, and everybody's not... You know, I read somewhere, I was thinking, I think it's like 90-some percent of transgenders that have that have had a sex change regret it. Because at the end of the day, baby... It's not what they meant to be. You are a boy. You are a girl. Like, that's what you are. You can't change. Yeah. You can't change that feeling that you get as a man or a woman. That's just what you are. Mm-hmm. And with this Healthy People 2020, it's like... Why hasn't nobody taken these motherfuckers out yet? Like, why is Bill Gates still alive when he's literally trying to kill millions of people? And we know about it. It's no secret. Like, you know, he's part of the, like, elitist, you know? Elite, yeah. elite. You know, they, like, cannibalism, sacrificing little kids. Yes. So, they... You know, they said that with the sacrificing other kids, they will get, like... They said they only get, like, 15 and under. And they'll put them in a room, and they'll scare them so bad, then they'll kill them. They'll kill them in their state that they're in, and they'll, like, drink their blood. And I guess it makes them younger. That's why Queen Elizabeth, she should been, she should have been there. How old is she? You've been, like, 110. Dang. Old as hell. She got to be doing it. They evil over there. Yeah, I was sure. uh, watching this video, and it was, like, of Ellen DeGeneres. And on her show, she had a bit. I never, I never thought she was genuine. Like, I she, always thought she was a little sneaky, evil bitch. Like, <laughs> always. I never watched the show. And, like, during the show, it was a picture in the background of Hillary Clinton. I don't know. It was, like, a picture of her just smiling with the little kid. And she was, like, eating the, like, intestines of the kid. And it was, like, a picture. But this shit, like, got removed, like, quick as hell. Because people started talking about it. Damn, I missed that one. That, that, that I seen one, uh, she had on like a hoodie of some kids getting eaten. Ellen did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like this artist, she does shit like that. Mm-hmm. You talking about the, um, and like the main person is like this Russian, Russian yeah, person. She, yeah, she do shit like, she eat people. Like they'll have dinner of. Uh, All the celebrities be well though. Yeah, that's, that's, um. This this was like how they got like the Pizzagate thing going. Mm-hmm. It's because of that right there. And why like that was just stupid. Like why are they having all this stuff in the emails? And it just makes me wonder like, why are y'all emailing each other stuff like this? Was it meant to get out? Cause I feel like it was. Yeah, y'all got other ways to communicate. I think it was meant to get out because you're not putting that shit out in the open, and you know you know, and they know how to take it down easily. They so, got access to everything, so it's no point. Like, nothing that they do should be getting out to the public. Exactly. So I think that was meant to get out. Like, cause I wa- I watched this show. Unless, unless one of them are are like, oh man, let me have a heart and just let the public know what's going on. I don't know. But you know, uh, they say that uh, evil can't prevail unless you know we allow it to. Yeah. So. That shit is, uh... What you think about, uh, Joe? Joe who? Joe Biden. And Trump and whatever else. 
I don't like neither one of them, to be honest. I don't with you. like neither one of them, but but Joe, I don't. He he just fucking we we just needed his ass to get Trump ass out. True, he racist too. He racist as a motherfucker too. I watched yeah. one of his um somebody made a collage of videos of him, and he didn't say it worse than Trump. Like he he say nigga and. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, he he talked worse than Trump did. I believe it. Honestly, I don't think Trump is racist. Like, racist, racist. I just think he is, like, poor power. If you poor, fuck you. Yeah. You gotta be rich to fuck with me, type shit. (laughs) I think he that type of racist. Like, he racist towards poor people. You could say prejudice towards poor people? Yeah, prejudice towards poor people. But he is racist towards Mexicans, though. He, uh, he, he ain't them for real. He ain't them for real. He don't fuck with them for real, for real. They may be trying to build walls and shit. Yeah. They're the one they, and they're the ones that's going to work hard. Because I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not at all. For sure. Man, but I don't, I don't want to take up too much of your time. So, man, uh, for the last last part of this episode, you know, I have uh, the end called Underrated Gems, in which we highlight... Uh, Specific song that you know just sticks out to us, or like it's our favorite song in the moment. So what's what's the song for you that just you know feel like it's an underrated gym? Underrated. Let me look at my playlist. I got some good. I got a good playlist. And most of these people, they just not underrated, so I don't want to say their name. I mean, it ain't. It, they don't gotta be underrated. It's just you know gems, and you feel like people should know the song. Like you're missing out on this song. Alright, it's this girl named Taylor Perks. And the song is called Rebound. Called Rebound. Rebound. You don't gotta relate to, you know, what she's going through, but her voice the way she rhymes, yeah. She's she's up and coming, yeah. She's up next. Okay, I got one. It's called the song is called Mystery Lady by Masego and Don Tolliver. That's a that's a that's a pretty good song right there. If you're into R and B, anybody that is sure. definitely a vibe. Man, I'm to listen to more smooth music than that hardcore shit. Yeah, I listen to a lot of smooth music. It just it calms, calms me down a lot. I love poetry. I love listening to poetry on YouTube. That's really calming. Yeah. And it's a good way to express yourself. Somebody else, you know, saying things that you relate to. You're like, okay, this is what I was trying to say. And they, you know, put it in the poetry. <laughs> I like that. It is, man. Man, but look, man, I don't want to take up too much of your time. But I wanted to uh, thank you for coming on to be a guest on my show. And uh, I'm so great that you can be a part of it. Thank you, Craig, for having me. Thank you for being a part of it.